Good evening, Darklings, far and wide. Tonight, we bring you proof that not only is Kevin Bacon one of America's greatest actors of all time, but he's also ready to square off against the paranormal and let the demons beware because the bacon is sizzling. We'll be back. We've got all the news you need to know. This is the Paranormal 60 News. Good evening, Darklings, and welcome back. The Paranormal 60 News is live tonight, and we've got some correspondents champing at the bit to be part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the paranormal detective all the way from the great state of Texas, sweltering in his garage and slowly turning the color of a Concord grape. It is Greg Lawson. How you doing, buddy? I am. Look at that. That's crazy. It's It's all this radiation in this room. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Lots going on there. Ladies and gentlemen, the man with the plan and the drink in his hand, the one, the only Chachi. How you wow, doing, nice. Dave? I did I'm not know well. that was Greg's garage. It, well, he's, well, he's very yeah. tapped into NASA. All right, gentlemen, yeah. I have had a chance to do a lot of traveling and I was just out um, in Wisconsin at the Great Lakes Paranormal Conference when some followers and listeners of this show approached me with a beverage that they wanted me to drink tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, behold, Affy Tapple, a bushel of apples, peanut caramel, apple ale. Oh, that's huh? right up your alley. Right up your alley. Yeah, it's good. Well, for me tonight. Yes. Yeah. Ho Garden. Huh. I'm going Ho-Garden. to the Ho Garden. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> drinking a Ho Garden. And Is that two ninety nine a bottle? <laughs> <laughs> and what have you got going, Chach? So Dave, I don't know if you remember, but when we oh, did the uh, <laughs> when when we did the uh, uh, what did we do in, in Austin? I forget now. We it's did GalaxyCon. GalaxyCon, Galaxy right? Yeah. Yep. Our, our friends, uh, uh, Carrie and Anthony, snuck yeah. in a yeah. uh, beer that they had brought all the way from Arizona, called Zona Pilsner, and I promised her I would drink it on the show. So that's what I'll be doing. Hey, I'm following right. up my hoe garden with that. Yeah. All right. So, so far, Craig has chimed in with uh, not having very good flavor where it came to uh, hoe garden. Oh, it's bad. You've got the Zona. Like it. And it and seems right to be spraying all over you. It is dripping all over the carpet right now, Dave. <laughs> Your grandma's carpet? Have a sip oh, and let me know your flavor threshold. Okay. Is that is that Mima's carpet you're dripping on? I moved out of Mimo's house a long time ago, Craig. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. You ready? Why am I so yep, red? Here we go. Well, that's a problem. Um, you probably can't see this, but I drank out of the closed end real fast. Let me turn it around. I <laughs> you don't you won't get it nearly as drunk as fast. Mike, I couldn't God. understand what all I was oh, getting was boy. foam. Hey, guys, you know, I'm a Scotch guy. This bourbon or this beer thing is new to me. Bourbon. Yeah. 
the bourbon. Mm. Oh, I would get that again. Yeah, that's tasty. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's Home go. Garden's with the, not it. Let's try that's the good. Affy Tapple flavored beer. And the just so you know, this benefit. If you want to buy this, it benefits Gigi's Playhouse. Oh, I bet which it does. Is, uh, Down Syndrome Achievement Centers. So we're going to give it a shot, and I hope I can tell people it's a good flavor so that they can continue to help Gigi's Playhouse. Here we go. I'm going to be honest with you, Dave. Even if it's not, you should lie. That's a good cause. Uh-oh. Hesitation. Hmm. It's not as good as Hogarden. It's an interesting <laughs> flavor. It's uh, it's not sweet as you would have thought it would be. I thought it's I'd got be one this, of those caramel it's got Starbucks. It's kind of a thing. nutty bandage flavor. <laughs> I would nutty. not probably drink another one of these. Unless, and of course, a I was craving liquid bandage. I will pour it on an open wound. I don't know that I'll fit. Wow. wow. It's, it's an interesting. Let me, maybe it's like one of those you got the first taste is not the sweetest. Let me try again here. It's kind of like Hogarden. That first taste is probably foreign to you. Now stop yeah. it, Dave. Now you're just messing around. No, that's horrible. It's putrid. Horrible. <laughs> Thank you for the gift, though. I appreciate people thinking enough of me to get that, but I really need cat litter to get this flavor out of my mouth right now. Wow. Anybody can send me Zona Pilsner again. Okay. This is fantastic. Wow. Crazy. Here, well, let's get the bad taste out of our mouth with this. Check it out. The Paranormal 60 Swag wow. Shop is up and running. We have t-shirts. We have baseball jerseys. We have hoodies. We've got all kinds of cool swag with the Paranormal 60 logos. And maybe maybe during the show here, I can have uh, Winnie send me over the picture of the Paranormal 60 News Crew t-shirt that we've now got available in the time. Paranormal 60 Swag Shop. So I will try to get that image and uh, share it a little bit later on in the show. You can go to paranormal60swagshop.com. We'll have a link for it on tonight's program guide. Wait, Let's you bought started. an entire URL for that? But yes. This I show is not. banking money. No, Winnie did. She oh. was some kind of uh, you know, female-driven business loan deal. So we were able to, you know, get uh, get it get the loan for the URL and pay it out, amortize it over the next 35 years. So the $28.99 that we paid for it, we only have to pay a buck 80 a year. Do you think we have a chance of making that kind of cash on this show? <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. All right. All right. Oh. You hey, have always been the one. Oh, yes, Greg. If Loki's on tonight, I bet uh, I bet you'll make that up. No. no I, I owe her a book. I, I, I need Loki, her. Yeah. Well, Loki needs to send me her address again because I owe her a book. All right, Loki. I think Greg Lawson's anybody's address. Yeah, he would yeah. not. He's Here, just send it right to Greg's house at three twenty one Beaver Creek Highway in Arden, Ho Texas. Garden, Ho Garden, Ho Texas. Garden. Let's get started with the news. We got a lot of stories to cover. Some weird stuff going on tonight. Uh, Chachi, rock and roll and UFOs. That was the big news, but now it seems it might be telecasters and telekinesis. What's going on, Dave? I have three stories tonight, all uh -huh. of which are music-related. How awesome is that? Look at that I guy. couldn't expect anything less. And when I printed them out, I didn't think they were very long, and then I missed an entire page. So these stories are pretty long, folks. Wow, here we <laughs> I go. apologize up front. Here we go. Tom uh -huh. DeLong, which we've talked about many times on this mm -hmm. show, claims that the secret Department of Defense, that's DOD for you, uh, not knowers. Is that the right word? Not knowers? <laughs> <God>. Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had two sips of a beer. Hashtag not knower. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be um, next week's shirt. Not knowers. Oh, right yeah. Not knower. Hashtag. That's a good one. Anyways, uh -huh. Tom said he claims to have a secret Department of Defense document from the UFO program that proves telekinesis is real. Now listen along, guys, because I've okay. read this story a few times, mm -hmm. and it is not for the unintellectual. you got to really follow <laughs> what this guy's about to say here. All right. Tom DeLong, former lead sick singlist. Wow. Oh, here we go. It's good Lord. Is he the former? I thought uh, he was yeah. still with them. I think. I don't know. It's okay. That's neither here not nor a part there. of the story? No. We're almost to two hours. Uh, yeah. Former lead vocalist and guitarist <laughs> of the popular band Blink-182, has always had a keen interest in UFOs. He's spent many years researching and studying the topic, as we all know. He has even formed a company, To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, is its name, to investigate and promote the research on UFOs and other related phenomena. DeLong disclosed that he has a secret official Pentagon document from a UFO program that shows telekinesis is a real ability. He believes telekinesis has been proven in a lab and that consciousness precedes matter. This is where it gets deep. Think about that. Consciousness precedes matter. And once, we, and once we discover that, life mm -hmm. is going to get very interesting. Mm. He suggests that we have the ability to heal ourselves and create new types of sciences and engineering. He believes that telepathy is going to be part of it, and they have found an area in the brain that they believe is where the telepathy happens. He thinks that once people accept all the stuff that they've been talking about, it's going to change the world. Hmm. He recently did an interview. And I'm going to read to you exactly what he said, because again, Please do. very, very smart gentleman here. Mm -hmm. He said, I always tell people that there is a really cool document that I have that was part of the UFO program they were studying on a kid in China who can move objects with his mind. He's about 10 years old. And they wanted to figure out how that was possible. So they tried to recreate it in the lab. He said, I have the entire Department of Defense document. It goes through and says they were about to put a piece of paper in a glass jar, screw the lid on, mm -hmm. and then have the ability to move the paper through the lid and then six feet across the floor, all with their mind. Now, I tried to recreate this myself tonight. I right. became very, very close to it. It's not as hard as you would believe. but. <laughs> It wasn't in a lab, so you know, I can't get full credit for it. Sure. They said 100 people can do this, but only 10 have mastered it. So telekinesis has been proven in the lab. No one knows about it. And I'm like, to be able to move things with force, like in Star Wars, that's a big deal. That's rock, rock star mentality right there, right? Right. He I believes know. that consciousness precedes matter because the current paradigm is that consciousness is a facet that's created by matter. You get mm. that, Dave? I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. Josh. Which is just a weird thing that's come about because our brains are complicated, and that's nonsense. Well, I think it's exactly the opposite of that. Yes. And once we discover that stuff, life's going to get very interesting. Once we discover and understand that mind over matter, and not the other way around, we mm. will have the ability to heal ourselves create new types of sciences, and become a civilization where telepathy is just part of everyday life. I believe it's all going to happen. There's one person who, in fact, was up for the Nobel Prize this year, 
one of the oh. top geneticists in the world at one of the best Ivy League schools that's working on this and is part mm. of the UFO program in the Pentagon. He was talking to him and found an area in the brain that they believe telepathy happens, and he believes he's going to be able to recreate it and enhance it by a thousand times. So imagine having the power, and now you're going to enhance it by a thousand times. So it's going to be like a drug for your brain. That's crazy. So ending yeah. this, though, people do think it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's hard to believe, sure, but not the people who have an open enough mind to research and jump in. These guys are world-leading PhDs, and that's been the kind of the story of my life. Everything I've been told, even on Rogan, which I sure assume is the hair stuff, Rogan? No, no, that's Rogaine. He's referring to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not made up. It's coming from somewhere, and I can't say where it's coming from, but at the end of the day, he believes it's all real. I think it's going to be very exciting once people accept everything that we've been talking about. I think it's going to change the world. I read that a few times in preparation because unlike some of the three of us, it was obvious you nailed that story. Four of us. Four of us. I think this is some sort of brain juice. I know it's called Zona Pilsner. I think it's brain juice. Let me try something here. Hold on a second now. All right. All right. Hold on. I'm focusing. I'm focusing. What? 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 Look Look at that. A new drink has appeared for me. I got it, guys. <laughs> Power of the mind over matter. It's a little high noon. Mango high, what, what is vodka. High noon? It is. Uh, it's another fruity drink. It's a, it's vodka, a vodka soda. soda. Yeah. Hey, um, get that other horrible flavor out of my mouth. Do Do you notice that uh, Eric said brain four times, but he said brain four times. Brain. No, didn't notice. How do, that. I, how do I hashtag that? Is that like a triple B? Yeah, hashtag brain. Hey, look at this, guys and gals, for you that are fans of the show, and you're thinking, boy, how can I represent? How about a brand new Paranormal 60 News Crew t-shirt? Look at that bad boy. Look at that. Who drew those? Why I got glasses on. Why I got sunglasses on. Because you're always trying to be cool with sunglasses. You got the cool gray hair, though. Although, Although, Marty... Marty has jumped from somewhat jaundice to kind of a, a light mocha in his <laughs> uh, his imagery. But uh, there you have well, it. He's in Hawaii. Terrible. He's got a tan. He's in Hawaii. Tan. That is yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. So if you want the shirt, Hawaii? paranormal60swagshop.com. Go check out the Paranormal 60 News Crew shirts. You're not going to want to miss it. Look at this beauty. Look at that. Now, are there Dave, be Chachi, the Colonel, and the Paranormal why, Detective. Why I got a striped shirt? It's weird. Hey, you spent a lot of time very, in prison. Funko gives us very limited images that we can dip <laughs> into. And because it looked kind of like your bowling shirts you're always wearing, uh, I thought it was very spiffy. You're very spiffy looking. So now will there be Funkos available on the site as well? Oh currently with Funko. Right, yeah. So you never know. Anything could happen. So keep paying attention. Keep I don't think they'll get this. Comment. You know what I love about this show, Greg, is that we come what? on here and we are surprised just like the listeners. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like we're not even yeah. part of the show. That's, that's what happens when I'm you get wondering. elderly men together working. <laughs> Early on sentimental, we could surprise each other uh, every few minutes. I love it. Gachi, when did you get here? <laughs> so we're going to be saying about the colonel when he returns. That's right. All right. I did talk to the colonel. 
He yeah. has, uh, he is deeply entrenched working in it. He says it is heartbreaking to see the damage that took place in Lahaina, uh, in Hawaii with the fires. It's been a true tragedy. He is actually taking over uh, more of a leadership role and could be there for as long as, uh, six months up to February. Wow. So our thoughts and prayers continue to go out to the people of Hawaii for the massive loss that has taken place there. All right, Greg, since you are in the NASA base ready to hey. go, what have you got for us? Hey, I got uh, I got a NASA thing. <laughs> there you go. Sure uh, yeah. So uh, NASA reveals latest weapon to search the heavens for UFOs and aliens, the latest weapon. Artificial intelligence and machine learning will be essential to finding and proving the existence of extraterrestrial life, UFOs, NASA said. Moving forward, AI will be vital to pinpointing anomalies while combining through large databases or combing through large databases, according to the report compiled by NASA's independent research team on UAPs. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson said during September 14th briefing, AI is just coming on the scene to be explored in all areas. So why should we limit any technology tool in analyzing using data that we have? Dr. Nicola Fox, NASA's Associate Administrator, elaborated on Nelson's point, saying AI is an amazing tool to find signatures that are sort of buried in data. That's how NASA and scientists around the world are going to be able to find the metaphorical needle in a haystack. Metaphorical needle in a haystack, Fox said. Using AI will be a key component component to the 16 member. What? Component? Component. Mm -hmm. I was writing that down, but I couldn't spell uh, it. <laughs> component to the 16 member independent UA, or UAP research team's report. I almost said UAE because uh -huh. I've, I've been there. Place. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. So uh, the panel finds that sophisticated data analysis techniques, including artificial intelligence and machine learning, must be used to uh, in, in a comprehensive way in order for UAP detection campaign uh, to be coupled with systematic data gathering, a robust curation, uh, the report says. NASA... Uh, the NASA pa panel was asked if regulating AI could impact the space agency's ability to use the budding technology to potentially find extraterrestrial life. Nelson brushed off the concern that regulations would hamper NASA's mission. NASA's study of UAPs is separate from the Pentagon's investigation through All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, the AA. RO. Although the two investigations are running on parallel tracks that include co corroborative efforts, much like the team of peers reviewed and NASA commissioners uh, independent study teams as a formal part of NASA's scientific process, and such teams provide agency extraterrestrial counsel and increased network of perspectives from scientific experts. God, this is hard. Hmm. Imagine those so, of us listening. Yeah, oh, it's, this is brutal. Oh, Garden, you're bad. They were assigned to the pinpoint the data available around UAPs to produce a report that outlines a roadmap for NASA 
and can use tools of science to obtain usable data to evaluate and provide suggestions moving forward. Can I please stop? Please. We've... This is like three more pages. <laughs> I, more. I only gave you three. There's three paragraphs in that news story. How is it possible that it went on seven I'm, minutes long? I made up a lot of it. I can tell. <laughs> the words oh i'll tell you what those are the two hashtags that have just survived through time sorry i asked and greg be struggling uh, yeah they do holy i'll tell you what three yeah. love streets a uh, hoe garden and oh my mm-hmm. god we yeah. don't count we don't count this year greg this is just yeah. nice drinking that's right let's get uh clip in russian navy secret war with usos and encounters with nine foot humanoids guys See, in 2013, the Russian government classified several documents describing the meetings of Russian soldiers with underwater UFOs, including humanoid characters. During the Soviet era, it was restricted to talk about UFOs and USOs, but when it got declassified, some files came up with shocking information about alien spacecraft. The declassified documents said that the Russian Navy found these unidentified objects technologically superior to Earth vehicles. One of the accounts was a Soviet nuclear submarine's encounter with the formation of six alien spacecraft in the south of the Pacific Ocean at the depth of 260 meters. The six disc-like objects were moving toward the submarine at a speed of around 426 kilometers per hour. The crew could not escape their pursuit, and the commander ordered the crew to rise to the surface. The crew saw through the periscope that these objects came out of the water and took off into the sky at an absurdly fast speed. Now, according to former nuclear submarine commander Yuri Beketov, Many mysterious events also took place in the Bermuda Triangle region. The devices failed for no apparent reason. He believed that the UFOs were behind this as well. We have reportedly observed that devices record the movement of material objects at an unimaginable speed. We measured some speeds. It's about 230 knots. That's 400 kilometers per hour. Such speed is difficult to create on the surface only in the air, but there is a gigantic resistance in water, as if the laws of physics do not apply to these objects. There's only one conclusion. The creatures who created such material objects significantly surpass us in development, according to Beketov. Another Navy intelligence captain, Igor Barclay, said that the unidentified submergible objects were seen in the places where the Russian Navy and NATO fleets were actually concentrated. He said, these are the Bahamas and Bermuda. Puerto Rico, especially often UFOs are seen in the deepest region of the Atlantic, in the south of the Bermuda Triangle, and in the Caribbean. Fishermen often talked about glowing lights coming up from the depth of Lake Baikal, and people who went swimming in the lake talked about being dragged down by unknown creatures. Lake Bacall is the largest and deepest freshwater lake with a depth of approximately 1,642 meters. The most interesting encounter of the Russian military occurred beneath Lake Bacall in 1982. Seven trained Russian Navy divers claimed to have seen about nine feet tall humanoids underwater, 50 meters deep into the lake, 
during a research mission. They were wearing these tight silvery suits and spherical helmets on their head. It was surprising for the divers to see them without any scuba gear, breathing underwater uninhibited. The divers decided to catch one of them, but the entities reacted with the powerful force that propelled the entire group of divers up to the surface from the deep water. And you're a diver, Greg. You know what happens when you come up too quickly. Yeah, that's not good. The divers decided to catch one of them, couldn't do it. They pushed them up quickly. Due to the rapid decompression, three divers died mm, while others were good. severely injured. Not a, good. Yeah. A former employee of the British government ministries of defense, Nick Pope, said, these strange humanoid figures were much bigger than human beings and appeared to be wearing a helmet of some sort. After flying objects, now underwater objects have become a subject of investigation for the different governments of the world. If extraterrestrials exist, then the oceans are the best place to hide, as they are still hard for humans to fully explore. The ocean, the true the final frontier. The ocean. Yeah. For those on audio, Dave was appearing to swim beneath the water. <laughs> no, they should just watch and know. Oh, okay. If they, if they really cared, they would watch. Sorry. And I got to tell you guys, I've been nonstop going to convention after convention after convention, and people keep coming up to me telling me how much they love the Paranormal 60 News crew and Greg. So they are so happy that we continue <laughs> to do this program and uh, bring the, the fun, the laughter, the enjoyment. So I just wanted to take a few seconds to acknowledge that. Well, some people like Belinda Mangum like me on here. So yeah, some just people, yeah, no accounting for taste. That's one out of the, yeah. Holy, holy Christmas. Let's take a quick look. Shall we? The What's tally up? boards are up Yeah. and I want to make sure that we can uh, pay attention for this. Holy, do it, Jerry, do it, what, Jerry. What is going on? Right. It's like the, the, uh, MDA, uh, what is it? MDMA. Yeah, whatever it was. Ocular <laughs> dystrophy, you know, with Jerry Lewis every Labor Day. Check it out. First, Ben Turner says, Chachi, Greg, love the book. Dave, always a pleasure. Oh, and Dave, you're a good guest on the Chachi show. <laughs> I do love I Ben Turner. $10 to be able to say that. Ben <laughs> Turner's a good man. Yep. I owe you 10 bucks, man. Ben. Thank you. Our buddy oh. Ray Lancashire throws oh, 20 pounds our way for Chachi nailing his story. That's like 2 million Americans, so thank you. I'm seeing a sway towards the show becoming something I was unprepared for, and that's Chachi's show. But, ladies and gentlemen, not to be outdone, yep. Lil Sprite pops up with a $100 Jeez. donation. Whoa. I've missed the last month. Love you all. Lil Sprite, oh, thank you so much awesome. for the love. All right, let's do this. We have to take a quick break. We'll come right back. We've got more to discuss, more news right here on the Paranormal 60. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized 
things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash p60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash p60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Hey, come on out this weekend to the Paranormal Expo at the St. Cloud Armory in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Tickets just $7 at the door. There'll be paranormal encrypted teams, presentations, jewelry, healers, authors, and tarot readings by Winnie Schrader. That's right. Come on out and see her September 30th at the St. Cloud Armory. Get a tarot reading with Winnie Schrader. You can find more information by going to our website at darknessevents.com. And this weekend, I will be doing a part in the world's largest ghost hunt. I'll be doing a walk in the past September 30th at the Horridge House and Vinton Train Depot with Josh Hurd. Uh, this is going to be an amazing weekend. I can't wait to get out and do this. And they will be filming part of this and it'll be streaming online. I'm not sure where yet. I will try to post more information as I get closer for the world's biggest ghost hunt taking place this weekend. And there are still some tickets available if you would like to come on out and hang out with Chad Lindbergh, Josh Hurd, and me, Dave Schrader, this weekend in Iowa. Go check it out at darknessevents.com. And this just added, the Haunted Rock Island YMCA Paracon, October 7th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. in Rock Island, Illinois. We will be there. We're going to have a lot of great times. A lot of the cast members from 28 Days Haunted are going to be on site, as well as many different readers and gift people. And it's going to be amazing. Get your tickets. Come on out. Spend some time with us. You will be thankful that you did. All right, we're back. Let's get to it, gentlemen. Chachi, you've got another rock and roll story coming in for us. There is These glasses just keep sliding. I'm slowly turning into the old library. Well, what are you boys doing? I got to... <laughs> Now, Dave, I, I don't want to jump in here, but it says I have story number four. Did we ship, skip story number three? No, I just did it. I don't know if you were paying attention. No, Maybe no I heard your story. Was there a story moment. before yours? Yeah, remember the 14-minute long story that Greg shared with us? Oh, yeah. About AI and helping find aliens. And Greg, come on, man. Learn to edit your stories. That's all we're asking. Listen, Ben Turner didn't give money to you for a book, Greg, okay? Actually, he did. He actually did. You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. My bad. Hey, uh, what book was he referring to, Greg? Could you tell us a little bit about it? Um, I think he might be referring to Messages from Mothman. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. That's crazy. And that book is out and available right now, Greg? Right now. And it gets sold out everywhere I go. So I have to start bringing more books. Yeah. How can people find this book and where should they go look for it? Greg? Oh, they should go to greglawson.org because I am an organization. Is that O-R-B? 
No, 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 hey, we should start that. You can trust. Got, why am I that color, man? I got to change. We've been asking color. that for a year and a half. Listen, we don't we have already have to update the shirts now. Thanks. Greg. I know. They, did, they did not have Thanos purple for Greg's face. That's why I had to cover him with sunglasses. Well, I, do I, I have like alopecia or something going on here. What's happening? You know what alopecia know. is? No, I, I don't you know. Need for that. I have more alopecia going on than you do. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's all loss right. of hair. You just have loss of any color but red and purple. That's the alopecia, difference. Alopecia, alopecia. Yeah. Is that a song yeah. we learned in grade school? Hey, hey, I don't know if you've heard about this, but Will Smith is very touchy about that subject. Let's just move on before he shows up and slaps you, wow, Greg. Gotcha. Wow, <laughs> story yeah. number four, we're ready for you. Okay, well, real fast. So we've been talking about these Funko Pops, but as I yeah. read the comments, as I've done a couple times on this show. Right. So first time I've ever asking. heard that. Huh? I noticed That's people first asking, time. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Could we get bobbleheads? You know, so, are people ever satisfied? We get Funko Pops. You know how hard it is to even get <laughs> We're Funko about to Pops find out. and all they want is bobbleheads? Yep, but that's okay. Uh, because what's during, a Funko Pop? During Greg's story, <laughs> I decided to grab some clay sitting over here. Oh, God, yes. And I made in Chachi <laughs> uh, very bobblehead. Very realistic. You're and, very realistic. and uh, yeah. Yeah. So. I assume those aesthetically is true to form. Aesthetically correct. Completely and aesthetically, yeah. Very we're, good. we're talking about the abs. Yes, that's it. All right, listen. We don't have time okay. to chat. We got stories no. to read. Yeah, we've got more stories. Share. As I mentioned, three stories about musicians. Number two, mm-hmm. pink. Okay. Not the color, but the beautiful woman there in the photo. She's not the good. shade, not the shade of face that Greg started tonight's program with. That's Stop more. It. What, what did you call she's it? Great. She swings around on like trapeze and stuff. Yeah. She's got, there's not, look at that guy in the picture. looks very weirded out by what's going on. The guy behind her. Yeah. Cause yeah. the next year is her dad. That's what we're going to yeah. talk about. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. So Alicia Moore, who also is known as pink rose to fame as many of you know, in 2000 and her father there with her James Moore jr. Uh, regularly appeared with the singer, one of her biggest supporters. And in 2021, sadly, he passed away. Uh, Pink was especially close with her father and was able to spend his final days with her at his home in Pennsylvania. During those last days, the father duo chatted about a lot of things. And one of those discussions was about what comes after death. Now, Pink says a hawk follows her whenever she leaves the house making her feel confident that there is, in fact, an afterlife. In an interview with probably our biggest competitor to this podcast, The Howard Stern Show, (laughs) yeah, uh, right up there in 2023, Pink Mm -hmm. opened up about her father after Stern played a clip of the father-daughter duo performing together. Eventually, the discussion turned to her beliefs regarding the afterlife. Pink told Stern that she believes in the afterlife thanks to a visit from a hawk immediately after her father's passing. Pink told Stern that shortly before his death, Jim Moore told her he would like to return as a bird of flight, which is how I often refer to things I see in the sky, Mm -hmm. because he had served in the United States Air Force Mm. and worked as a corporate pilot during his life. And following his passing, Pink told Stern she was quarantining alone when a hawk flew directly into the living space where she was staying, looked at her, and turned and flew away. The timing and rarity of such an event made her more confident of the possibility of an afterlife. 
That's not all of the story, though, Dave. <gasps> There's more? The hawk didn't disappear. What? The hawk continues to follow her whenever she leaves her home. Oh, you, you said hawk. Oh. No idea what he's referring to. I, 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 thought, you, I, I thought you were saying hog. And I'm yeah, like, yes, I don't a understand. Hog. A flying pig flew in through her window. That was That's, the. I didn't understand the story. I missed I was, the whole I'll thing. believe in the afterlife when pigs begin to fly and a flying Hello. hog. Yes, okay. swept in her window. Thank, thank you, Dave, for clarifying it. It's 1977 CBS sitcom here. Thanks. Pig's uh, father was a massive influence throughout her life. Before his death, she spoke about her father often. She spent years discussing her upbringing, their close relationship, and the lessons he taught her on various talk shows. And following his death, she continues to discuss his legacy in her life. I like those those warm father-daughter stories. Yeah, those are sweet. Those are good. Greg. When you yeah. pass away, I want you to come back as an ostrich and appear in our room as an ostrich. Wow. Can you do that? Oh, my no God. No other majestic bird would, would be right. If it, You are a majestic you bird. I've got to be honest. You huh? shouldn't talk about the oldest guy on the show passing away. That's, yeah, that's yeah, bad. That's bad. He's only a couple years older than me, so I'll just. I yeah. just he's ocean, oceanfront property is come. It's, it's opening. He's cracking the second beer <laughs> just in time for him to read his next story. Oh, oh am I up? Yeah, you're up. Come on. Oh, Thanks, my God. Get with it. Come on, man. For cry eye. Does he have a story about a musician? I got a. Uh, I got a, yeah, No. No. She played uh, a musician a in a movie, though. I got to warm up my computer here. Yeah. You ready? <laughs> Nothing like being prepared. Kristen Stewart. LGBTQ ghost hunters are. Living for the Dead. Living for the Dead is a new paranormal investigation show starring Kristen Stewart mm-hmm. and Alex Lee May and Juju Bay and Kay Boggle. Now you're just Logan doing things that rhyme. And <laughs> Roz really Hernandez. That didn't that didn't nope. that didn't rhyme. Roz Hernandez didn't rhyme. Uh Stewart's companions include a tarot card reader, a tech expert, a psychic medium, paranormal researcher, and a witch. Clips from the show include jokes, scares, and emotional connections. The team investigates the Clown Motel and Tonopath. No, that's Tonopah. Tonopah. Nevada. Tonopah. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> come on. Come on. All right. The Copper Queen Hotel in Bisbee, Australia, Waverly Hills Sanatorium, and the Palace Theater in Louisville, Kentucky, and the Palomino in Las Vegas. Stewart is also an executive producer and narrates the show. Scout Productions created Queer Eye, which features five gay men who help people change their lives. All episodes of the Living Dead or Living for the Dead premiere October 18th as part of Halloween. No, Halloween. Halloween. Get it so. straight. Hey, I want to congratulate our buddy Ken Boggle. He is the handsome man. If you're looking at the photograph, wearing the derby and the uh, the awesome smoking jacket. Ken is a dear friend of mine, an amazing tarot oh, reader, Ken. and I'm so extremely pleased for him. He's going to be joining us in the month of October at some point to talk to us about the show. So keep tuned in and check it out. Will he be taking that- Greg's place on the show that night? No, we oh. you could never replace Greg. Thanks, old buddy. We can try. Listen, this is the news. You may have rock and roll music 
coming out of your ears, but I've got a story, Josh. Yep. Okay. I've got a story that's going to light this place up like uh, Christmas in the middle of October. Are you ready? Let's do it. This is some good news. I and uh, Greg, yes. being an officer of the Lure, I'm sure you can appreciate how cool this is going to be. Cannabis-friendly ghost tours are coming to Denver <laughs> this October. That's right. You can grab your buds and your buds because smoking weed usually doesn't end well for characters in scary movies, but you're going to find safety in numbers during Denver's first cannabis-friendly ghost tour. I'm very interested and intrigued in how it's going to play out. I think there will be elements of open-mindedness that occur and an openness, maybe into the spirit realm. Maybe they're more in tune, says ghost tour guide Rachel Beckenmeyer. Cannabis could add to that element for sure. Our intention isn't to scare anyone, but it happens. Things happen on this tour sometimes that you just cannot explain. The Dark and Dank Side of Denver is a partnership between Dark Side of Denver Tours, the Cannabis Experience Mobile Lounge, and Native Roots Dispensaries. Every Wednesday in October, the Cannabis Experience will drive passengers around downtown Denver's most notorious haunts and spirits, as well as a few lesser-known spots, according to Beckenmeyer, but not before stocking up at the dispensary first. After stopping at a CBD store and Native Roots, riders take their own cannabis aboard the mobile lounge and smoke it, vape it, or eat it up. As Beckmeyer and other dark side of Denver guides talk about historical haunts and the city's seedy side, including secret tunnels under downtown and scary events past and present that have taken place at Union Station. We have some great spots that we're going to be talking about and visiting. We get to explore inside of the buildings, which not every tour gets to do. We talk about a lot of the history and hauntings. Union Station will be part of the tours because that's where Denver was pretty much founded. And there's a lot of history there, Beckenmeyer explains. We'll also go to one of Denver's most old and legendary hotels, the name of which is being held back so that it is a mystery that will unfurl during your weed experience. Despite being the first state to legalize the plant for recreational use back in late 2012, Colorado still hasn't effectively established a licensed hospitality sector for cannabis. Social consumption licenses for businesses interested in allowing cannabis use weren't created at the state level until 2019, seven years after the legalization. And there are fewer than 10 mobile lounges and other establishments operating with hospitality licenses across the state. Denver is one of the few local governments allowing cannabis hospitality, but only one establishment is currently licensed and open for cannabis use. While the cannabis experience and two other businesses are permitted to operate mobile lounges. Gentlemen, I sense a field trip in the Paranormal 60 News. I was literally typing in darknessevents.com to see if we're going. We, I need to fix it up. What do you think? Are people ready to tune in to us, pushing aside our Affy Tapple beers and uh, Puff Puff Passing as we make <laughs> yeah. our way through the poltergeist realm of downtown Denver? 
I'm pretty I'm sure. I'm going to ask uh, a law yeah. enforcement officer uh, of us what he thinks. God, what did you just say? I don't have a lot of words. <laughs> As you guys can see, I switched from that delicious beer that I finished. Oh. <laughs> oh hey, I, got, and, I got one story left. I got to make sure it's good. And, and somebody somebody said I I can't be an ostrich. I would have to be a flamingo with my complexion. Mm. Wow. Mm. Is okay. there a complexion issue? Sybil Winfield drops 12 bucks on us to say, I like Greg on the show, but these funds are for the Colonel to come back. <laughs> Sybil, you are now my favorite listener. Uh, <laughs> that is awesome. fantastic. Have I covered it? I was going to make sure I've got everybody on there. Um, this is hard. Oh, here we go. Check this one out. Marina B Balm drops 20 bucks on us saying, I love the news crew, but a huge shout out to your interview Monday with John L. Tenney. Yeah, that was good. smartly magic. That was my, a good my favorite part of that was John smoking, right? Yeah, John's not gonna stop for anything. <laughs> you hear him right on air. It was an amazing interview. If you missed it, go back and check it out. We talked about uh magic and witchcraft in paranormal investigating. And I think it'll surprise some people. I, it was a great conversation. I was very pleased to be a part of it. So glad that uh, we could get that going. All right, uh, Shashi. Oh, thank God. Shashi. Oh, you said, Chach, now you said that all of these were rock and roll uh, stories. I got to see where you, how, how you wiggle this into being a rock and roll tale. Dave, Kevin my Bacon name. is one half of the incredible duo, the Bacon oh, Brothers. My- I stand, actually, I sit on a high stool corrected. Well played, sir. You are very welcome. And by the way, yes, as everyone knows how much I love my, my music, uh, 29 musicians, Dave pointed out to us, 29 musicians have passed away this year. And I'm not just talking, you know, Tommy down the street. I'm talking big name musicians, right? Jimmy Buffett, I think while we were out on uh, hiatus, uh, David Crosby, one of my favorites, Dave, did you know that he used to be part of the birds? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Come on, man. I'm not as old as you, Greg. Get with it. Yeah. (laughs) Gordon Lightfoot, Tina Turner, Harry Belafonte, Sinead O'Connor. Those are just some of the big names that we've lost this year. It's turning into 2016. That year, we lost a lot of musicians, big name musicians. And this year, we're back at it. Death is looking for an amazing Dead Aid concert up in heaven. And they are collecting some musicians for it. Dead, dead Aid concert. Yeah, because Live Aid is on Earth. Dead Aid is up there, Greg. How does he not know that? Anyways, listen. Yeah. Kevin Bacon, part of the Bacon Brothers. If anybody has seen him in concert, please drop in the comments. I'd love to know. Is he worth going to see? He's touring this summer. It'd be interesting to see how good he is as a musician. Uh, first of all, did you not hear me open the show with he is one of America's legendary and best actors in the world? He could go up there and act that he's a singer, and I'm going to oh. buy it. So it doesn't matter. Yep. Kevin Bacon. That's right. De Niro, Pacino, Bacon. You ought to see him play to his goats. Man. Where does Hanks fit in there, Dave? Tom Hanks, He's. I'll put him. He's got goats. Number six below there. But I go. Schwarzenegger right. and Balboa in between? Yeah, right. Uh, All right. right. Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon destroyed a haunted house on his farm, fearing he would get possessed. Listen to this story. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. The actor who first purchased his own rural, that rural, Mm -hmm. rural Mm -hmm. farm. It's hard. It's a hard word, man. Yeah. 
I've had that one. Words is hard. Back in 1983, long before I was born, revealed on Rob Lowe's Literally Podcast. Rob Lowe has a podcast? Yeah, literally has a podcast. Literally has a podcast. That he was prevented from buying a neighboring plot of land until he contractually, not just handshaked, contractually agreed to destroy a house on it that the original owner believed was haunted. One of the pieces that we bought had an old house on it, and the owner didn't want me to own the house. It was okay the land, but not the house. It was an abandoned house that he had actually grown up in. We kind of went back and forth on it for a while, and then eventually I said, listen, you can't sell me a piece of land, but not (laughs) sell me the house that's on it. Like, that's just weird. That's a bacon line. Mm -hmm. What if you sell it, and there's somebody just living basically right up in the backyard? The owner, however, was hesitant to part with the property, as Bacon recalled. He said, I can't sell it to you because it's haunted, and I'm afraid that you're going to get possessed and do serious damage. Hmm. Is that stigmata? What is that? That's a good one. Yeah. Um, Bacon noted that they ended up going back and forth on this haunted house thing for a while until they finally came to an agreement written into a contract that he had to destroy it within a month of purchasing it. Lowe, also kind of one of the best actors ever. Dave, we could talk about that on another show. Agreed, agreed. And interjected. Please tell me you went and spent the night in the haunted house. Not only did I not do that, Kevin replied, but I went up there and there were some beautiful old pine boards and a banister in the house. And I said to Kira, his wife Sedgwick, we got to take those out. And she's like, oh, no, you're not. You're not putting those effing things in our house. Wow. No. She's pretty serious about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Lady, ladies mm-hmm. shouldn't swear. Right. He also <laughs> revealed why the owner believed the house to be haunted in the first place. It was a long story that had to do with a Native American who in the 1700s had been murdered by a wow. colonial soldier. The Oof. owner had got Ghostbusters in there, and it was this whole long thing, he said. Bacon has yet to actually experience supernatural activity. When you've been in a scary movie, everybody wants to know, have you ever seen a ghost? Do you believe in ghosts? He said. The thing I always say is this. I would really love to, but as of yet, it simply hasn't happened. But I hope someday it will. I wish that I had kept that house up, Bacon actually joked. That would have been a great episode. Celebrity Haunted Houses. Lowe closed the interview by saying, I would have been there in a minute. So here's my thought, Dave. Mm -hmm. How do we get Rob Lowe on the show? I've tried numerous times. You know, he had his own show where he was out uh, traveling with his sons. Yeah, checking out Bigfoot, ghosts, UFOs. And he is not an easy man to get. I think he's fearful that people will mock him. Like, I'd bring him on the show to simply tear him apart and mock him. And I'm sure he'll be surprised if he came on the show. None of that would take place. I would just ask him all the questions about Kevin Bacon. And didn't he do a celebrity roast on, like, Comedy Central? He might have. He should not fear being mocked. Exactly. So check this out. If you had to guess right now, three paranormal detective, (laughs) how many paranormal or sci-fi related movies do you think that Kevin Bacon has done? Seven. 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 Twelve. Seven is your first answer. Chachi? Oh, I'm going like 11. 11 to Chachi. Greg started with seven. 1980, there was Friday the 13th. In 1983, the TV movie, The Demon Murder Case. In 1990, there was Tremors. 
1990, there was Flatliners. In 1999, there was Stir of Echoes. In 2000, there was The Hollow Man. In 2013, RIPD, Rest in Peace Department. Then in 2016, The Darkness. 2018, he returned to the Tremors series. 2020, You Should Have Left. 2022, They, Them, a Peacock original movie. And coming in right now. So Chachi, technically you're right with 11, but in 2023, he will be part of the Toxic Avenger movie reboot. No so, kidding. Is that, is that paranormal? Absolutely. He's a monster who fights crime. What more do you need, Greg? Greg's a monster who fights crime. <laughs> That is true. Have you, guys, have you guys ever seen that six degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon? I love that. That actually was a game, right? Right. So check this out. Uh-oh. I happen to log in early and check the comments. Okay. And one of our buddies did this. Ben Turner goes, ooh, I wonder if I can connect Dave to Kevin Bacon. He says, ha, Dave Schrader was on Ghost Adventures, which has Billy Tolly, who was in Demon House, the lost footage with Adam Albrent, who was in the catch of the day that had Tuesday night who was in telling lies in America with Kevin Bacon, Ben Turner, you're a winner in our book. Wow. You're three degrees from Kevin Bacon. Well, I think it's more than that, right? Isn't it? The, there's Billy Tolly. Yep. There's Adam Albrandt. Then there's Tuesday night. Oh, I guess. Yeah. I'm four Bacon. degrees. Four I'm like four degrees, which makes you guys five. Degrees. Boom. Everybody's a winner on the Bozo show. Oh, how cool is that? No kidding. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Pretty, oh. pretty neat. So five, I'm four degrees, five degrees. This is amazing. Kevin Bacon, you are a national and international treasure. Can we I love that guy. I love that guy. Show? I, I'll try. Let's I'm going to put out a call. When he comes to Austin, Texas, you go buy tickets to go see him perform. Chachi, get the VIP okay. experience, go backstage Bring them a little blow, maybe, you know, what? a couple of hookers, what? whatever what? you got to negotiate into His the deal. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Greg, can you get that from the evidence room? He plays guitar to goats. Brought that I up have no way. higher respect for somebody than to go out into his farmyard, sit down and play his guitar with his goats. That's the yeah. best thing in the world. Okay. Well, Almost. they've got the cowbell thing going with them, right? So they're like, ging, ging, oh, yeah, ging. yeah. No, it's it's fantastic. YouTube it, everybody. Do it now. I'm doing right. it now. No, no don't no, do, no, no. do it. Do it at the end, end of the show. This new story. Greg, you're up. Don't screw it up. Hey, Wait, man. Greg, Greg's uh, reading. Yeah, go ahead and look it up now. That's can, fine. can I Can I go ahead and read like Chachi and just say, hey, there's a lot of stuff here, and uh, and he said a bunch of stuff. No, uh, that's not it. Infield Poltergeist. Yeah. What? There we go. Yeah, All right, that's what he said. Uh, well, this is like 12 freaking paragraphs here. All right, then let's do this. Let's no, 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 no. Shelly, no, 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 no. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We're going to give everybody a chance to collect their thoughts, collect their ideas. Chachi has big news apparently to drop on us when we return. First, we need to do this. In the shadowed realm where moonlight weaves, where ghosts and ghouls find reprieve, a magazine emerges from the depths unknown. Haunted 39 has ominously grown. Its pages whisper tales of spectral fright, of haunted houses in the dead of night. With every turn, a shiver crawls down your spine as you delve into the macabre line by line. With trembling hands and wide-eyed wonder, explore the depths of darkness down under. 
Haunting tales that will make you scream. Or chilling haunted magazine fever dream. Order direct from hauntedmagazineprintshop.com. Available in the shops from the 5th of September. And remember kids, don't be normal. Be paranormal. Innovation, creation, vitality, and joy are the pulse of MySoulTopia.com with many custom creations for the mind, body, and spirit along with classes, intuitive sessions, coaching, and healing energies. MySoulTopia.com strives to bring sophistication with a twist to the metaphysical and the holistic market while raising the community's vibration and channeling the new paradigm which means new and exciting adventures for all. MySoulTopia.com is utopia for your soul. Visit MySoulTopia.com, your one-stop shop for all your metaphysical needs. Offering hand-selected crystals and crystal jewelry with prices to fit every budget. MySoulTopia.com offers the best selections of tarot and divination cards by top designers expertly curated and award-winning book collections with top authors on every subject you'll need on your spiritual journey. My Soultopia is also proud to offer the finest singing bowls and an eclectic collection of the most amazing gemstones, crystals, and crystal jewelry from the top metaphysical designers in the world. MySoulTopia.com is always your one-stop shop for award-winning mixes of Florida water, sage spray, and other spiritual protection. So begin your journey with the best resource, MySoulTopia.com. That's MySoulTopia.com. Why mess with the rest when you can start with the best? MySoulTopia.com. Again, that's M Y S O U L. T-O-P-I-A dot com. Remember to go check out the Paranormal 60 Swag Shop, paranormal60swagshop.com, where you can find amazing t-shirts. There are pillows. There are makeup cases and fanny packs. If you want it, we got it, and we've got our faces planted all over it, so go check it out, paranormal60swagshop.com. There's a link on today's program guide for that. All right, Chachi, apparently you had some big news break. I saw the reaction on your face. Ray Lancashire has said, it is huge news. What can you tell us, Chach? Dave, this is breaking news. Breaking as, a, news. as a news show, I think it's breaking. important that I share this as soon as it comes across my desk. Okay. So, you are how many degrees from Kevin Bacon? I am now, I believe, four degrees from Kevin Bacon. Well, Dave, I received an update here via a, a secure line on my uh, telephone here. Yes. I just found out. Mm -hmm. I am two degrees from wow. Kevin Bacon. Wow. Wow. Are you ready for this? I'm born ready. Let me hear this. Kevin Bacon was in a movie called Novocaine. Mm. You remember that? Okay. No, but go on. Horror, horror flick. He I was didn't in that. that on his list. He, mm. he was in that with Laura Dern. You know, okay. Laura Dern? Oh, Laura sure. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. My wife right. who wrote this book. Oh, The Haunted Harlequin. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
she was Laura Dern's stand-in on the movie Lonely Hearts. That makes me two degrees from Kevin Bacon. Now, just to put this out there, Dave, just so you're aware. All right. Lonely Hearts had James Gandolfini, Tony Soprano. Holy cow. Salma Hayek. What the deuce? Jared Leto. Who? Grammy and Emmy and Tony and Oscar winner Jared Leto. I don't believe that to be true. <laughs> Neither do I. I believe he, he did win an Oscar. And John Travolta. So all of those people, I am two degrees from, Dave. Wow. Wow. You're wow. sweating. I can see you rubbing your head. That's why I'm boiling in here. It's, it's hot. Room. It's hot. I was not aware. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I don't want to brag, but I'm probably really only one degree from Kevin Bacon, and I'll have to tell you that story off air. Hmm. Let's go to here. <laughs> Lucky... <laughs> Are you guys Eskimo brothers? What you Lucky saying? Gypsy, yes. <laughs> yes. Lucky Gypsy 13 drops $9.99 on us. Says some love and support for Greg. Thank you, Gypsy. Thank you. Ben Turner says, because Chachi said so, and it seems so much more when I do two times 10 instead of one times 20, Ben Turner has dropped another dime on us. Thank you, Ben Turner. Is that a Frampton Comes Alive icon there? Oh, yeah. Looks like it. Looks like me. Talk box. Yeah, talk box. All right. Did he start this? I don't know if it's a music show, but did he start the talk box? Anybody I know? think he just made it. Yeah, who cares? Let's what? Thank you. Dan. Dan says, who cares? I was excited when I was five. Uh, yeah. All right. Oh, that's beautiful. And Mark offers this. It's getting hot in here, so take off all your headphones. Yes. Oh, yeah. I concur, yeah. my friend. All right. Uh, believe it or not, Rachel has a story to read. Yeah. Chilling five words muttered by poltergeist heard in terrifying new documentary. Mm -hmm. Actual Mm -hmm. audio from a ghoul who terrorized a family in the 1970s can be heard in the first trailer for the Apple TV series, The Enfield Poltergeist, which investigates the perplexing case. In the clip, the poltergeist warns, I came to torment you. The Enfield Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do that. There we go. Out to here is real. What you want? Tell us what you want. I came to torment you. Tell us what you want. Tell us what you want. I came to torment you. Yeah, that's creepy. I like. Yeah, that That was my interpretation of the first one. Yeah, yeah, that was a good interpretation of the narrator of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the clip, the poltergeist warns, "I came to torment you." Yeah. The Enfield Poltergeist recounts the mystifying claim of supernatural activity at a home in London between 1977 and 1970. Shouldn't that be 1970 no, and you know 1977? You know how they always do things backwards? Oh, which yeah. leads mm-hmm. the tenant Peggy Hodson to call the Met Police. She alleged she had heard and had witnessed furniture being moved around the property and her two children had also heard loud knocking sounds on the wall as well as other spooky goings on. The claims were backed by more than 30 people, including her neighbors, journalists, paranormal investigators, who also said they observed 
unusual events, including the children levitating. Look at them go. Look at them levitate. There they are. There has never been a definitive conclusion on what actually happened at 284 Green Street. Although some experts alleged it was a hoax devised by Hodson and her family. According to the synopsis, throughout the four episodes, the infield poltergeist, the events are reconstructed using real recordings captured by Maurice Gross, a paranormal investigator who archived or Morris all, Gross or sure. Morris Gross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a paranormal investigator who archived all of his interviews with those affected by the phenomenon. Building a replica of the house where the incident took place, performers reenact what is heard on the actual tapes, allowing an interplay by the archival voices and the appearances of those originally involved in the incident through present day interviews. The docuseries combines more than 250 hours of audio archive recreation of the setting of the haunting and original interviews with people who were impacted by the case. The Apple TV show isn't the first time the events inspired the media, which had also been fictionalized in the film, the conjuring Two, various TV series, radio shows, and a play starring Catherine Tate. The Enfield Poltergeist comes to Apple TV on Friday, October 27th. Back to you, Dave. That was one of the most well-read stories by Greg, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very good. And then you Mm. stepped all over my creepy imitation, Josh. That's a first for you, stepping on me. It's not let it be a regular thing here. You I, I apologize. I just I was reading the comments, Dave. I know. I know. And there was a lot of discussion about the talk box. Wow. So while Greg was reading, I was off researching. Yeah. Believe it or not. Okay. Say for those of you that are are fans out there, thanks to many of you for saying this. He Frampton is actually the seventeenth person to use the talk box. Just the most famous, hmm. but there were sixteen people, including. Aerosmith, Elton John, Jeff Beck, Steely Dan, Joe Walsh, a bunch of others, Stevie Wonder, that used it before Frampton. Not familiar, just no Frampton. Who are those others? The young uh, they're all there? guys that worked mm. with Lawson earlier in his career. I see. That was early in my career. All right. We've got just two quick little stories left. Let us begin. Scientists are searching for near-death experiences of cardiac arrest patients. Some people who survive cardiac arrest report experiencing some form of awareness during this time when their heart has stopped beating. In a new study in the journal Resuscitation, researchers aim to better understand what, if anything, goes on in the brains of cardiac arrest patients while receiving CPR. In interviews, some study participants reported experiences such as seeing deceased family members, feeling aware of the CPR, and having dreams while their hearts were stopped. Brain scans showed that some patients exhibited brain activity that resembled consciousness during resuscitation. According to Scientific American's Rachel Neuer, there's nothing more extreme than cardiac arrest because they're literally teetering between life and death. They're in a deep coma and they don't respond to us physically at all. Lead author Sam Parnia, who studies resuscitation at the New York University, tells NBC News, Teresa Tampkins, what we're able to show is that up to 40% of people actually have a perception of having been conscious to some extent during 
the resuscitation. Researchers have previously studied near-death experiences, trying to gain insight into the last moments just before people die. They, uh, let's see, it says, when patients went into cardiac arrest, medical personnel placed devices that measured brain oxygen levels and brain activity on their heads without impeding treatment, writes Scientific American. Of the 567 patients, 53 survived to discharge, 28 participated in events for the study. Patients received CPR for about 26 minutes on average. 11 of the interview participants, or approximately 40%, reported experiencing awareness during cardiac arrest. To supplement this arm of the study, which involved a relatively small number of patients, the researchers also collected 126 self-reported experiences of awareness during cardiac arrest from an existing database and from mailed-in responses. These people said they experienced weightlessness reevaluations of life or feelings of moving toward a destination as if they were being shuttled through a tunnel. Some reported memories of receiving CPR. Additionally, around 40% of the 53 participants for whom researchers were able to gather brain activity had brain waves consistent with consciousness for a time. Though their brains were flatlined, they exhibited spikes in activity even up to one hour into the resuscitation according to reports by CNN's Sandy Lamott. I think that's incredible, Sheldon Cheskies, who studies cardiac arrest resuscitation at the University of Toronto and didn't contribute to the findings, tells NBC News. You would never have known that without being able to do that brainwave monitoring. However, the team did not find a connection between the surging brain activity and an experience of consciousness. That is, those patients who had near-death experiences did not show the reported brainwaves. Those who did show the reported brainwaves did not report near-death experiences. Bruce Grayson, a researcher at the University of Virginia who studies near-death experiences and did not contribute to the paper, told CNN. Though more research is needed to reach conclusions about near-death experiences, the findings could still impact medicine today. The research should inform our humanity, according to Lakmer Chawala, an intensive care unit physician who did not contribute to the study. There's a lot of doctors that did not contribute that definitely had to weigh in. And surprisingly, I would have thought they would have not been support. Oh, am I boring you, Josh? His, his name was Lachmer Chihuahua. Is that what you said? No. Come on, Greg. We don't make fun of doctors. Oh, these people sorry. save lives. God. Anyway, um, yeah, these doctors that weren't even part of the study are backing it and find it fascinating. Mm, I think wow. that's pretty remarkable. That was a great story. I thought so. Kind of gives you a whole new perspective on death. I don't think we truly have a full understanding of just what death is. Hmm. Am I wrong? No, I think you're exactly right. Are you yeah. talking about Greg again? <laughs> Let's check this out. Here's our final story, and this one's a doozy. Hour of prayer. People are scouring nearly 70 photographs looking for some sign of a man they swear they saw at the scene of a car accident. He prayed a life was saved. So why did he disappear even from the photos. Missouri miracle. Much of it, though, still a mystery. A teenager with a beautiful smile, 19-year-old Katie Lentz, trapped in her mangled car, hit by a drunk I driver. I promised her mother and her that we'd get her out. While inside that car, Katie had one request, to pray with the rescuers out loud. And then suddenly, right there amidst the rows of corn, at the scene blocked off for nearly a mile, a man appears. He was dressed in a black priest shirt, with the white collar. And the rescuers notice something else. He was carrying a small bottle. 
He had a small little white container of anointment oil is what it appeared to be. And he asked if he could anoint um, the girl Allow in the car. to do it. A sense of, of calmness come over her then, even more so than what she had been already. I can't be for certain who said or how it was said or where it come from. We very plainly heard that that we should remain calm, that uh, our tools would, would now work, and that we would get her out of that vehicle. Moments later, it happened. A neighboring fire department arrives with a new set of stronger tools, finally able to cut through that frame. They all turned to thank the priest, but he was gone. How cool is that? And they're combing through the photos that were taken on site. The priest appears in none of them. Not one image of him shows up. And he just walks out of the corn. It's like field of dreams. This priest comes out of nowhere, prays, anoints. Suddenly, the, the other fire truck gets through with the, the jaws of life. They're able to get this woman out of the car. That is truly an amazing and fascinating story to end on tonight, I thought. What I took away from that story, Dave, was it felt for a moment that it was me, you, and Diane Sawyer doing this podcast. <laughs> it was perfectly centered in the screen, and Greg wasn't there, and Diane Sawyer was. It was just that one brief moment in history. I know. Oh, this is such a great show. I'm trying to be. I'm trying yeah. to be a part of this. Listen to this. Ristall has made a $2 donation to the That's cause. Thank you, Ristall. Well, we appreciate it. For those of you that are watching on Facebook and you say, but how can we make a donation? You can do it through Venmo at Paranormal60. That's at Paranormal60. You can make a donation through that. These donations go a long way to really help me pretty much take care of my many children and animals. <laughs> and sometimes I'm even allowed to eat myself. So uh, and, thank you and very much. you're only much. responsible for the children, correct? The animals well, are not no, I, I rather take care of the animals, to be honest. <laughs> they kind of listen to me more. I mean, if, if we're being real honest in this thing. Now's it's weird, right? Everybody says that. Yeah. yeah. Children. Yeah. Children. Children. Well, that's it for this week, kids. No more uh, stories? No, we're done. We're done. We tapped them out. I even brought in a bonus extra miracle story yeah. at the end. We're, we're 12 over. Yeah. If you want, I can just like tell a story. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again next Monday with more of the best in paranormal programming and next Wednesday with more paranormal 60 news for Greg Lawson, Chachi and me, Dave Schrader. This is the paranormal 60. It's Wednesday night and I'm alone. It's just for paranormal freaks like me With poltergeists and ghosts and blues and UAPs You miss a word, you do a shot It starts to snowball and we laugh a lot It's just like drinking with your TV friends I'll be best out before tonight's show ends Dreaming the aliens are taking me away I'll go wake up till sometime late on Saturday It's Wednesday night and I'm alone Paranormal 60s on Traders on Traders on Traders on Shot to you, the Colonel and the Paranormal Detective
detective always traders copy and they all won't be corrected. He's got protective phrases and some crazy magic tricks. Even Scully cannot save him from the voice of Stevie Nicks. Traders on. Traders on. Don't be alone The paranormal 60's on Now one day they might even put me on a show There's a ghost in Mama's basement Man, I live down there, I know It's Wednesday night, don't be alone The paranormal 60's on Schrader's on Words is hard 